What's going on, Kenfo? Welcome back to another episode of Key to the City Podcast. It's your favorite Kenfo, Keone G, and we're back with another episode. Appreciate everybody out there that's been supporting, as always, liking, sharing, commenting, telling your mom and them, whatever you've been doing, I show them appreciate you. Continue to give you quality content with quality guests. And uh, this episode is for everybody because we need a little inspiration and motivation in our lives right now, especially during these past two years with everything that's been going on. So uh, I think we're going to get that today. You're going to hear a story of triumph and um, overcoming your obstacles. Uh, the queen that we have on uh, the show today has overcome many obstacles in her life, uh, stroke, cancer, uh, rape, survivor, you name it. She's been through it. Uh, rough childhood, rough upbringing, but she didn't let that stop her. Uh, she continued to pursue greatness and uh, that she has achieved. And she's definitely beating the odds by not only overcoming her personal challenges, but inspiring others to do so as well. So we'll be talking with her today. Uh, we want to salute this queen on her journey and uh, everything that she's doing to give back and expire, inspiring uh, the next generation. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Kim Folk, welcome to the city. The queen, Lynn Jasames. What's going on, queen? Well, first, let me tell you, thank you. I appreciate it. I checked out this um, podcast and I just love what you guys are doing. So I appreciate the opportunity to be able to bless my, have my energy and be blessed with your energy on this platform. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're honored to have you. Uh, we're definitely uh, blessed to have your energy. Um, you know, based on the research that I've done on you, uh, your story is just uh, one that can inspire the person that's at the lowest point of their life uh, to get up and just continue to keep pushing forward because you never know what tomorrow may hold. So, uh, but before we get into all that, how your day going so far? It's been good. Hanging out with my baby boy. I have five sons, uh, and I have a younger one that's 12. And we he had a football game today. So today's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Five sons. See, that right there in itself takes strength. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Where are you originally from? Tell my audience. I'm actually from L.A., California. Okay. What's yeah, that's cool? home. Mm-hmm. I love LA. And now yeah. you're currently in Nevada? Yes, I'm in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas, LA to Las Vegas. I say I wanted to live in LA. That's like my dream, but uh, I can't afford to pay 800000 for <laughs> a, a matchbox. Right, exactly. It's tough out there. Um, so, this queen, like I say, she's a survivor of all these terrible things, uh, but she's also a motivator author, a trainer, a speaker, youth advocate, and uh, she's accomplished so much. Uh, I want to have you give my audience just a brief uh, background on your history, uh, where you come from, uh, some of the things you went through in your childhood, and how it's ultimately put you on the path that you're on now. Okay, well, Let's see how you sometimes you don't even know where to begin, but I grew up kind of rough. Um, grew up with in a home with an addict. My mom was an um, ad, um, addict, which landed me and my sisters into foster care. But I entered foster care at 14 with the baby. I had my first son at 14 years old. Um, we I aged out of foster care and I had a son at 16 and I had another son at 17. 
But I entered foster care with no credits in the ninth grade, and I still graduated on time with my senior class at 17 years old. Wow. So I did accomplish that, left foster care, got into um, hotel work, didn't really like it, had my fourth son by the time I was 20. Me and his dad moved to California. Um, he was born three pounds, four ounces, which I never talk about the trauma of having a premature baby ever. Mm. And um, after that, I said, I cannot raise these children on a regular job and give them a life that I want them to have. So I ended up going to school, going to college, um, got an AA degree, went on to get a bachelor's degree. And I went on to get a master's degree um, later. My spiritual number is seven. So I had my third son at 17 and graduated, got my... Um, AA degree in 97, got my bachelor's degree. No, I got my bachelor's degree in 97 and got my MBA degree in 2007. So those are my numbers. I should go on and on about my numbers, but very spiritual. Um, thank God for the things that have happened in my life. I went on to work for the Department of Family Services, been with them since 1996, even though I know I look like I'm about 12. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been with them since 96. So I'm very proud of that because for foster children and um, teen moms, I talk about beating the odds because all the odds were against me and my son, mm -hmm. all of them. My oldest son, mother, was 14 years old, but he graduated on time with his senior class and with honors. All my children graduated on time. Never saw the juvenile justice system ever. Thank mm -hmm. God for that. Yeah, and they all uh, fine young men. So blessed to have them. Grateful. I have two grandchildren and two goddaughters, but... Just went on to get into me and my oldest son. He's the founder of the nonprofit Super Inc. They went on and started our Super Inc. We actually did our first um, backpack drive with Kevin Hart when he got the keys to the city in 2013. We did our first backpack drive with Kevin Hart. So we've been blessed. We got into doing Christmas drives, Thanksgiving drives, backpacks, um, doing workshops for youth, um, things like that. So just blessed in that area through the county. I was with the CPS for over 20 something years child haven for a couple of years and now i've been training for the county for a couple of years so i love what i do is why i could do it so long my company is just sames inc where i've authored three books i'm disappointed because they're not sitting here with me i got three books um two of them are out right now that's um i sell on my own website mm -hmm. then i'm getting ready to release another book talks about choices and i got into training i train on trauma i train on coping skills i train in leadership um, my trainings are definitely from a personal perspective where you clearly understand and identify. The biggest question people usually ask me with all that I've been through, how did I do it? Like, what? how did you do it? That's what exactly and, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I really sat back and thought about it, my second book is How to Beat the Odds from A to Z. And it talks in depth and gives you stories about how to use basic values, um, values and beliefs, like your choices, your attitude. And I share stories so you can see what I'm talking about, like what it looks like. So one day I thought about what are some things that up until now and you writing this book, how did you get there? What are some key points that in your life, because you won't use them all at once, but some defining moments, what did you have to do? It was periods I had to be disciplined. Um, I use two words in my book that people are not really familiar with so I can explain what they mean. Mm -hmm. and it's only because we need to increase our vocabulary. So when I do trainings with young people, I have affirmations and one of the affirmations is in there and I'll have them read the affirmation at the beginning. And then I'll ask everybody, you have any questions? Everybody okay? And they'll all say, yeah. Then I'll have them read the um, affirmation again. And then I'll say, any questions? 
And then they'll usually say no. And I'll say, well, somebody tell me what Xenodokio means. And everybody like, wait, what? And I'm like, tell me, somebody got to know because nobody have any questions. And it's a moment to teach that you always ask a question if you don't understand a word. And most people don't know what Xenodokio is. And we just need to add to our vocabulary and understand what it means to be Xenodokio because it's a, it's a part of our language. And it's not a hard word. It's just a word we don't use all the time. And so it's in my book. And usually you have an opportunity to win a free book or I have a fragrance line I don't really talk about. But it's an opportunity. It's, if somebody ever asks me what it means, they're going to get something because. I was about to ask what it means. <laughs> it's being a very nice, kind person when you're Xenodokio. 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 Mm -hmm. okay. Be very nice and to be very kind. And that's something I take pride in um, with people. It's important that we never know. I share a story of um, being in the elevator with a lady, but I didn't know she was going to interview me. And she doesn't have what you would call a very approachable appearance. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I passed her by the ha hallway first, I didn't know what to say either because her appearance is kind of not inviting. Okay. Right. But when I seen her coming, kind of got a little, so I was like, hey, and I was, you know, because I'm a friendly person. And when I got in my interview, she was in my interview. And she said, uh, most people don't smile and speak, speak, speak with a smile. Most people just stare at me. And she said, we need more people like you in the world because you, it was a genuine high, you know, it wasn't coming from a place like it was forced, she said. And I got the job. <laughs> so I think it's important we be nice no matter who it is. You never know. Um, sometimes we see people coming down or up, but you never know where they could take you. Your entire journey, how did it um, affect your mental health? We don't talk about that a lot when we go through uh, traumas in our lives. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you don't have to be in the uh, military to experience PTSD. It's right. all around us. So um, how did you maintain your mental health during uh, your tough times. Well, I do talk about um, having a spiritual practice because I do understand everybody had their own religion or spiritual practice or their way of connecting. So I talk about having a spiritual practice because most people who have spiritual practice, they can get through much longer, survive stuff much longer because we all need some form of hope. Mm -hmm. And it started when I was very young because I had to have somebody. I would I'm talk about God. Um, mm -hmm. I had to have something or somebody that I could reach out to when I was crying, but with a sense of hope. And spirituality gives you a foundation for a spiritual um, spiritual practice. It gives you a sense of hope, and we all need hope. Okay. And so my hope, and I'm going to tell you, you know, you grow up and you hear people saying stuff all the time, like, you know, I always thought I was, you know, want to do great things, big things. I always thought I was different. Well, I would do things like um, Oprah Winfrey name is different. Ayala Van Zandt name is different. So I would be like, well, I must be destined for greatness because my name is different. You know, it's not a common name. And so right. I would do little things like that. Um, but definitely my spiritual practice, definitely um, admitting and accepting and welcoming things that has happened instead of denying them. I did have a termination, which we don't talk about a lot um, at one point in my life. And when I started doing trainings on the impacts that have an abortion that they have on women, it's not really talked about. I've had women, CEOs call me and whole life turned around after I talked about the impacts of trauma because we do carry a lot of shame. 
And if we think we didn't tell anybody, we don't understand, like, why am I shameful? It's women carrying that, it's been carrying it for years, but they didn't understand. It's not on the clinic wall when you walk in, these are the things, the characteristics of something can happen to you or you can experience personally just as a result of once you make this decision. We're not taught about that. And as women, we already, we deal with a lot of different things. And when we have something like that happen to us and we spiritual, first, we automatically, you know, any day now we might get struck down, right? Because we did something that goes even against our own beliefs. And then the shame we put on ourselves. other people don't have to do it the way we, so the self-talk. And then when you have an abortion, I'm just going to give you three main ones. Suicide iteration comes with it. Sometimes self-hatred, a lot of crying because it's internal. And the things that it does to us internally, it's really, it's a lot of self-damage. Because a lot of us, we don't tell, we don't share that we had abortions. Women are caring having abortions. They don't talk about it. Mm. Um, depression, anxiety, PTSD. Um, suicide ideation is a huge one because some people, when you're spiritual, it's really hard to accept. But what I learned and I talk about is forgiveness starts with you. You know how they say faith without works is dead? So I had to forgive myself. And when I forgave myself, I felt like God said, now I got you. Because if you can forgive yourself, you let you allow me in. And I processed it in my first book. Uh, in my second book, it's okay to cry when the eyes are against you. I talk about that portion. I process um, everything I had to do. I had to name her. I thought it was a girl. like Because when it would come up, I, I would be broken. And I had to release myself from that. So and just my coping skills, that's a huge one. When you're dealing and navigating through trauma, a lot of people want to tell us, you know, how to cope, but we know how to cope. Anybody who get up every day, we know how to cope. I believe in counselors and therapists and life coaches. I do. And I believe they are to help us tap into the strengths we already have and help us enhance them. So for me, my coping skills was huge. I talk about crying, nail biting. I use sex as a coping skill. I was 17 years old with a baby, with three babies. And so I talk from that perspective and just I teach people to talk about what do you do? You know, I had a lady tell me, if I could tell you the story real quick, she used to do love me to bring her research books. And I would be just buy them because they would be at the dollar store. So I would take her a stack. Mm -hmm. And one day she was real upset and was going to do drugs. And summarizes, she didn't do the drugs. And I asked her, what did she do? And she's like, well, I did them coping, them, them word search books. And I was like, well, what else did you do? And she would be like, well, you used to tell me to watch funny movies when I was sad. You know, and I'm like, what else? She said, well, shit, I fell asleep, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And I said, you use your coping skills. And she cried like a baby because nobody ever told her she had them. They tell her, go read. And she was like, I don't know how to read. And she was like, I don't like to write. I don't even know how to spell. And people mm -hmm. tell her, go journal. So it's important that we teach people to tap into their strengths. And we help them enhance them. Absolutely. So that was my biggest thing, using my coping skills. I'm a reader, writer, and a crier. <laughs> That's important though, and uh, I like the way you uh, put it in those terms using your coping skills because most of the time we have a tendency, and I know what I've done in the past to just uh, fall into liquor or drugs or something that's going to get us through the day. Yeah. So we talk about unhealthy ones. You know, we do. Yeah. We, yeah. we talk about, I'm going to tell you what's interesting. I did a camp two weeks ago and the young guy, we processed some coping skills and he said he smoked weed, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, well, what do you do when you smoke weed? Cause we still doing something while we smoking weed. He said, I do push-ups. I was like, well, you know, <laughs> I said, well, you know, exercise is a coping skill, right? And he started laughing, but it made him feel good because he was like, dang, 
I'm thinking I'm doing all this bad stuff and push-ups, good stuff. And yeah. that's what we need to do, bring out the strengths. Like we have what we need. We need somebody to help us cultivate them. Mm. And that's why I'm blessed that. Thank God. I love that. Uh, kind of staying on the topic of abortion right quick. You know, okay. it's, recent, it's been like an attack nationwide on women's bodies. Uh, well, the government wants to infiltrate and prevent you from making your own choices. What do you stand on that as far as women being able to make the choice to have an abortion should, should they decide to or if they're a victim of rape or incest or anything like that? Uh, what do you stand on that topic? My position is I don't agree with anybody forcing anybody to do what they want to do with their own body. Mm -hmm. I'm very spiritual and trust me, my abortion traumatized me. And maybe people may feel like, well, she only said that because she's done it. It's not from that perspective. It's it's forcing me to do something that I may not want to do with my body. That's that's too much control over women right. in general. Like for someone to come in to tell me and it's going to be detrimental. Um, in the event that something is put in place because when we really want to do something and make up our mind to do something nothing stops us and that's human nature and sometimes people are going to people are going to be put in extreme situations and that's what i don't want to see happen to women we've been through enough we go through enough but to be in a situation where now someone's controlling our body that's not fair that's tough yeah and Usually, it's all majority men don't know nothing about a woman's body, but trying to intercede on their behalf. But they don't even consider like if you could have been aborted, you could have been. So your mom was given a choice. Mm. She said choice. It was her choice to keep you and have you. Mm. You know, um, that's that's my position on it. Is is I don't want to see no woman put in a position where she's forced to make a decision because she was forced to not by her own free will. I'm right there with you on that. I'm gonna right. tell you personally, mm -hmm. it's enough mental damage just to go through with it in the first place. Right. So right. we already gone. You know, if you want to feel like we need to pay or whatever, I don't call it that. But from someone's perspective, or to feel like you know you want to, it's a fetus, you know. But to be forced, that's 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 tough. They they're not women, you know. And maybe the women who's behind it has don't understand the psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. So that would be very unfortunate for women. That'll be a setback for us. I definitely agree. Um, what are the next steps for Lynn James? What do you see yourself doing next? Let's say over the next five years, what's your goal? That's what my goal. Accomplish. Well. I definitely want to increase my training platform. So I train outside of the Department of Family Services because I train prospective foster, adoptive and foster, um, adoptive and foster parents, prospective foster parent, adoptive parents. So I train in that area. So that's what I do three days a week for Department of Family Service outside of the county is when I do my talk more about trauma training, um, talk more about leadership training. I went to do some leadership training. Like people don't even know I trained for um, the Coast Guard in, out of California. I really, I'm really kind of private at the same time, and I so treasure what I do. I, like mm -hmm. I had an event every month this year, and didn't really haven't really, you know, shared a lot of it. I do apologize. Let me say that I have not been on social media 
for a couple of days because I'm in a um, transition in my life, um, spiritual yeah. and personal development. So when I come back, presence definitely will be different. I'm grateful for the things that God is definitely doing in my life. Um, you just don't know what people be going through, but when God does things and put things in your path, um, it's a blessing. But I'm getting ready to um, release a book called Choices. I'm getting ready to do it with, um, his name is Alan Maxwell. He's a um, He owns a company called Omni to Max. Me and him also is on, um, he's on the board for the Eagles, which is a nonprofit organization. We probably, we work with a lot of at-risk youth and uh, foster children um, through that organization. Uh, very influential. We work with Just In Time, who's out, who's out of San Diego, California as well. Very huge organization. Um, but continue to write books, continue to train, increase my training platform more. I do have something I will share with you, and you heard it first on this podcast. But Uh-oh, exclusive. <laughs> I do have a TV show coming out about trauma. Oh, wow. And, and throughout the show, it is designed for as you hear me speaking with my guests, you will be able to watch the show and have personal insight to what's going on with yourself. Yes. Are we ready to see that? We got network information, anything? Not now. But it's coming. Yeah. We'll be looking forward to it. Um, Just a couple more questions. Do you get any feedback or like follow us from someone that may have saw your content or know your story? Do they ever reach out to you saying how it's impacted their lives? Yeah. I'm just like my DM. Oh my God. And then I tapped into tip TikTok early this year for the first mm-hmm. time. I see. TikTok, that platform, but the people on that platform is very different than Facebook and Instagram. The mm-hmm. level of support and the way they're open about expressing the way you've helped them and how they look forward to your content and how you've inspired them and very empowering too. And I haven't even used it as a platform to sell my books. Not at all. Not no. It's just I share, I give keys every day about you know overcoming trauma. I share a little bit of stuff that I might go through. Keep them very short, but um, all the time in my DMs mm-hmm. on all my platforms. Just people like, oh my God, you inspire me, and thank you, and don't stop. And your videos are huge. And I've had people on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is more a professional platform that I've did business with because of LinkedIn. So I've been very blessed. I'm telling you, God is really good to me and my family. And lastly, would you say that you've identified your purpose? Yes, I have. And and I always thought I did. And I thought it was writing, but um, it's training. Training mm-hmm. and trauma. When I did, um, I went to do a training, a leadership trauma training uh, for Omni and Max. And a lot of those People have been in their jobs or careers, have been doing what they've been doing 20, 30 years. And more than one of them was like, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. You came in here, he was like leadership training. And they were like, um, I know everything I need to know about leadership. This was their perspective. And they was like, OK, here we go. You know, and then they said they had never heard leadership training from that perspective. Love it. Yeah. Well, oh, my goodness. I mean, I just love everything you're doing. Thank you. You've overcome. Nobody should have no excuses. After this episode, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing. No excuses. And you know what's funny? Um, my oldest son, he used to be like, Mom, you're so nice. He used to be like, you know, you need to be firm and saying, you know, 
there's no excuses. You know, you mm -hmm. need to be firm because you speak from a place of truth. You didn't let anything stop you from being able to accomplish the things that you've accomplished. Like when I go do trainings for young people, depending on my platform, yeah, I'll show pictures with, you know, Beyonce Knowles' father and Kimberly Elise, just not to brag. I need to impress upon them. You don't know whose um, presence you're going to be in if you're pursuing a certain path. And I don't promote or brag about Les Brown writing a forward to my book. It's okay to cry when the odds are against you. Very amazing man. Got to work on his platinum um, speaking platform for almost two years. Mm -hmm. And genuine spirit. Um, I watched how I feel like God makes a way for him to move around this earth without being overwhelmed. I watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I have noticed that. You're right about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do. I did learn once you get on the inside, the way they move. You have to be on the inside to know how a lot of people move at that level. Mm -hmm. But even at that level, you're still who you are, and it can become overwhelming. And I watched him, and he's good to people, and he, he wants to touch and talk and interact and take pictures with everybody, and it's just natural. Mm -hmm. But I watched him, and I've watched him be energy be one way and then after he delivers a speech and get finished i watched it you know he turns it up and then after it's over i see him shift but i'm like dang he he hails that energy in the room so good i aspire to have that too <laughs> hey, you can see i can see yourself doing the same thing thank you you're well on your way and uh we appreciate you stopping through the city i know that my audience was inspired with all the major keys you dropped this okay. evening and uh you definitely deserve your key to the city <laughs> and we've got it here uh first so we appreciate you queen and uh tell my audience how they can keep up with you follow you uh well, my website my website is scrolling on the screen there you, go. you see it right there lynn with an e jasames.com lynn l-y-n-n-e jasames j-a-s-a-m-e-s Mm -hmm. My um, hashtags, well, my um, my social media. I'm at I am Lynn Jasames on all my social media. Yeah, I am Lynn Jasames. Um, my YouTube is Lynn Jasames, so uh, it's just Lynn Jasames. But everything else is I am Lynn Jasames at I am Lynn Jasames. And that's how you can find me. Um, my links is through my website as well. And I got some good stuff. I'm gonna release a new website that's gonna come out. That's dang God, you just working. I got a new website coming out, but what I did with my website is I'm going to put some keys on my website that when you go to the website, you'll be able to access those keys. Okay. We love it. And we're definitely looking forward to it. We love keys on this platform. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we appreciate you stopping through. Huh? to coming back and telling you what has shifted and changed. We definitely got to do that. We definitely got to have a follow-up. Um, so, yeah, I normally do like 52 episodes a week. A season. Okay. So we definitely had to bring you back and uh, get a follow up from you. Now, why 52? You know, I'd have made that seven, right? Why 52? <laughs> well, I was just trying to narrow it down to if I did like one episode per week, that would give me a year's worth of content. Love um, it. Okay. But I kind of got to a point where I'm doing two per week. So I kind of cut down the amount of time. I can do a year in like six months and then okay. give me six months to recover and plan for something new. That's how I think I'm going to try to switch. You just gave somebody some keys, though. Hey, 
Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that that's that growth mindset, and that's that thought leaders. That's how thought leaders think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said it because you know sometimes, especially in my community, if you're asking somebody for advice or the keys or the gems for the next step, they don't want to share their plug with you. They don't yeah. want to share their information with you, but you know, I don't have no problem giving it away if it's gonna help somebody else. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's just to be able to do that. Gave me something to reflect. I'm like, hmm, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. You know, back pocket. You can next interview, you're gonna be next interview, you're gonna be like, what you been doing? I was like, I got six months worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Already ready to go. Six, six, you know, six months worth of TV shows in the pocket. <laughs> in the pocket. That's how you do it. You just and also while they are doing their thing, those six episodes, you could be behind the scenes either planning for something else or you know, taking your break or whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is people don't understand when you say when you don't plan. Um, if, yeah. you plan, if you don't plan, to, if you don't plan, you plan to fail. Did I say it right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yes, if you go to plan, you plan to fail. Yes, that's a real thing. Because mm. I'm guilty of that. As much success I've had, Absolutely. I can see areas in my life where there it was. It was that failing to plan. And a lot of procrastination. Yeah, but you know what procrastination means, right? What? It's just not imp that important to you right now. Hmm. Yeah, on my toes. So it feel different if I tell you, oh, it's just not important to you right now. You ain't procrastinating. It's not important. It's like because oh, I want to say it is important. You do. If it wasn't, you wouldn't procrastinate on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You slapped me across my face with that. Yeah. Mm. We gonna you you about you be giving out keys, so it's not gonna stop. <laughs> yeah. We gotta end it on that one, man. Yeah. That was just that was beautiful. Uh, well, I appreciate everybody that tuned in to this episode. Uh, y'all follow, like, share, subscribe uh, to the Queen Lynn to Sam's page, also the Key to the City podcast. We're gonna keep doing positive things and keep pushing, and we're gonna get through this thing together. You heard me? I'm your favorite Kim folk, Yoni G. She is the Queen Lynn to Sam's. Y'all check it out. This has been another episode of Key to the City. We're going. Peace, love, blessings. Good night. Good night. All right.